Hallelujah. So good to be back online and by the media with all of us again. Praise God. I trust you had a wonderful weekend. God is faithful. Let's worship him and bless his holy name. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. We bless you. We praise you. We worship you. Hallelujah. God is a good God. And we love you. We worship you. Aparaka Sataya. Oh, our Father. Seporoku Tabaraka Sataya. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus. 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 There's just something about your name. Master, Savior, Jesus. Like the fragrance after the rain. Kings and kingdoms, they all pass away. But there's something about your name. Oh, Jesus, 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 like the fragrance after the rain. Kings and kingdoms, they all pass away, but there's something about your name. Hallelujah, we bless your holy name. Oh, worthy, 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 hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oste prende prova dura kama suta koro. Oh, halabara no presti piraveno rapabrestiente. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. Worthy to receive glory. Worthy to receive honor. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. La Presiladura Kamande. Hallelujah. Ona brande barmalat shembrele kepelete kelemesende. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Oh, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. The whole earth is filled with your glory. La prosebebele de bracasamadanda. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Tromesamatora pala jambra casta prebelito corozudo hamatabranda ramakariande. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Osta praka maso croste pepelito coroborosende. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Reposore mazara mamaracasta tabaracasiri de bocorotoco. Worship you, worship you, worship you. Chromosoprolo bocorotocoriende. Hallelujah, you're worthy, la barama sarabala la manda. Worship you, Lord, manda prendele prosoro do presete remende. 
Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We worship you. Bless your holy name. Bless your holy name. We give you praise. We give you thanks for life and for breath and all things. Oh, hallelujah. We're so grateful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Faithful God. Faithful God. We bless you. We praise you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your work at the right hand of the Father right now. We bless you. We give you thanks. Thank you for giving us the mighty Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We receive. We receive. We receive. We receive. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. We're forever grateful. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we call every need met, every yoke destroyed, every burden removed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father. Hallelujah. Oh, faithful God, faithful God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wonderful Jesus. Wonderful Jesus. Praise your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We receive. We call that foot healed in Jesus' name. Those joints healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because you paid for it right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Circulation to the legs, restored, completely whole, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, faithful God, faithful God, you'll do what you said. We bless you. We praise you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All swelling in the legs disappear in Jesus' name. Praise your holy name. Praise your holy name. Praise your holy name. Praise your holy name. Hallelujah. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Hallelujah. We call it done. We decree it's done. It's done in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, Abba, Father. Worship you. Worship you. Worship you. The name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Today we have uh, some thoughts here about some very um, basic kind of realities along the lines of God being a spirit being and all of those kind of thoughts. In Genesis chapter 1 and 26, he said, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So, 27 continues, God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Hallelujah. So you notice from these two verses here that God created man uh, in his image, in his likeness to be just as he was. 
in that same class and category to be in fellowship and in partnership and to be uh, just like he is. Praise God. So maybe we can hear verse 26 and 27 in Canada also from Genesis 1. Taruvaya Devaru, Namma Rupadali, Namma Holy Kege, Sariagi, Manushan and Madona, Avaru Samudra, the Vianugada Meleu, Akasha, the Pakshigada Meleu, Pashugada Meleu, Ella, Bumia Meleu, Bumia Mele, Haridadua, Pratium, the Crimea Meleu, Doretana Madali and the Nu. Praise the Lord. And so, Hige Devaru, Manushan and Nutana, Swarupa, the Lis Rushti Sidano, Devara Rupa, the Li, Athano, Avananu, Srushti Sidano, Athano, Avaranu, Gandu, Hinagi, Srushti Sidano. Thank you, Jesus. So from this kind of thoughts, you can see more clearly that this was the original plan. A good understanding of Genesis is always a blessing and will always help to reinforce your actual role and place that God created us for. So keep that always there and every chance you have to read up on the book of Genesis is a great blessing. Hallelujah. So man was never supposed to be just uh, anything else but spirit, first of all. In that class, in that same realm as God is, God is a spirit. Jesus has told us that God is a spirit in John chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. Verses like that would clarify that God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth was what he said. So uh, we are supposed to be spirit beings first of all. And then, you know, the body is our house, our home, and our emotions, our sense, uh, organs, and everything else is supposed to just educate and train our brain. Unfortunately, after the fall... Uh, the brain became trained purely by the senses. The spirit man fell from his place in God and became uh, literally a child of the devil. And so uh, the sense realm mounted up and ruled over everything else, receiving instruction and training from the senses became paramount and man began to develop like that, growing up in the sense realm and uh, if you go to just your basic school or high school teachings, you know, you had to go to the lab and test physical natures, uh, weighing and measuring and all of these things, color and all of those things that appeal to the senses. And man became intelligent, quote, um, by his senses. He became trained by his senses and became uh, a student of the senses. <laughs> and so every other realm fell under the dominion of the sense realm. And so he, in order to survive, in order to uh, be out there and, in quote, win in any way, he had to use his senses properly. And whatever he learned from the senses, he would have to apply. So that's the condition of fallen man today. And um, praise God. Jesus came 2,000 years ago and offered a new born-again spiritual man who would be just like God. Hallelujah. Turn the tables around and uh, give us another chance to have dominion from the spirit realm 
rulership from the spirit realm rather than any other place. So very interesting thoughts. The more you think about it, the more interesting it becomes. So a few verses of scripture would be helpful. Let's go, for instance, to First um, Peter, the third chapter. Notice there how a new covenant looks at it. First Peter, the third. Observe verse 1, it says, Likewise, you wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives, while they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear. That's verse 2. Now, our target is verse 3. Whose adorning let it not be that outward adorning of plaiting the hair, wearing gold, putting on apparel. And then verse 4. Let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a quiet spirit which is in the sight of God of great price. Hallelujah. King James has uh, ways of saying things um, that are interesting. But um, if you would look at it from Ken Wiest, there's a good translation called the Wiest, W-U-E-S-T, Wiest translation, which uh, is a good one. You know, it's just New Testament alone, but it's helpful. Let's go there and see how it words it. I like us to read that. It says, um, that first verse, it says, Let your adornment not be that adornment which is from without and merely external. Just merely external, namely an elaborate gathering of the hair into knots and lavish display of good ornaments or donning of apparel, but let that adornment be the hidden personality in the heart, imperishable in quality, the adornment of a meek and quiet disposition, which is in the sight of God very costly. Praise God. So there is... The King James says the hidden man of the heart, not just merely external, elaborate, uh, you know, ornamentation and external uh, personality, but one should be also very careful to handle the man on the inside who's called the hidden man of the heart. Notice that now he's hidden. He's the hidden man of the heart and he's not so apparent But that's where the life of God has been imparted. The new life, the life of our creator himself has actually been put into our spirit man there. And uh, thank God we can now pay attention to that man who seems to be the hidden man of the heart which involves the spirit there and thoughts, emotions and intellect. Praise God. Hallelujah. Maybe we can hear... 1 Peter 3 and verse 3 and 4 in Canada also. Jede Henedukko Alluvadu, Chinnada Odavegalannu Ittukolluvadu, Illave Udigegalannu Darisikolluvadu, Ee Horagana Alankaravu Beda. Praise God. Adare Sattvikavada Shanta Manassu Emba Hrudayada Mariyada Manushyana Alankarave Nimagirali, Idu Akshaya Vagiddu Devara Drushtige Bahu Beli Ulladagide. Praise the Lord. Another verse in Romans 
The 22nd verse says, For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. Notice that same kind of uh, wording. I delight in the law of God after the inward man. So this man on the inside is excited about God and what God would have for us. Praise God. And so there again he's this inward man, the hidden man, the inward man, all of those kind of thoughts there. Maybe we'll hear this in Canada also. Romans 7.22 He did argue Ramanusha Niganu Gunavagi Devara Niyamadali Ananda Paduvavan Agi Dene Amen. So there is again that seemingly hidden, in other words, the house in which the person is hidden, that man on the inside, you know, is enjoying, uh, in quote, a hiding place in the body which is like the house or even a disguise. So the real person is not really the body. The real person is not really the senses and all of those feelings. But really the, the real person is a spirit man. He's the hidden man there. Very interesting. Let's read another verse in Ephesians, the third chapter. Ephesians, the third chapter. And observe this prayer for the love of God to be revealed. In verse 16, it says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Hallelujah. So here is the inward man, the inner man, the hidden man of the heart, all these kind of references. Notice that they're becoming more and more clear, particularly in the New Covenant revelation. Hallelujah. Let's hear that also, verse 16 of chapter 3, Ephesians. So it's possible to educate the senses Instead of the senses educating us, that is the possibility of the new covenant. Till a certain point in your life when you accept Jesus, you are basically trained and educated by your senses. And so the speed and uh, ability to handle the education of your senses is what the world uh, now says and quantifies as successful and intelligent and all of those kind of names. Praise God. But once you get to receive Jesus, you become a new creature in the spirit man and uh, the life and nature of God now takes over and the life and nature of the enemy, the devil, has been killed and made null and void. Praise God. And today, it is possible to now be educating the senses and the emotions, and whatever the feeling realm is saying by the Word of God and by the truth of the Spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. That's an interesting turnaround of events. And the more you understand that, the more you think about it, you realize how much um, work is there uh, in turning things around. Praise God. Very interesting thought there. But um, let's read also another verse from... Third John, very interesting verse. Notice there, uh, the 
second verse of third John. He says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. Interesting. God has now said that there is the spirit man, but the soul, the emotions, the will, the intellect, the thinking that accompanies that truth in the spirit is now going to affect every other external blessing, prosperity, every other physical uh, prosperity and health that you can see. You see, so the faster we change the way we think and allow our thinking to be trained by God's word and God's spirit, the faster the blessings in God begin to manifest. Hallelujah. God's way and God's own blessings. Praise God. So the church, you and I are left with being able to train our senses according to God's word in order for God's blessings and God's ways to be manifest in our natural lives. Praise God. Let's look at 3 John verse 2 also in Canada. Uh-huh. Praise the Lord. Very interesting. In the light of all these kind of thoughts, as you go over and meditate upon these things, you realize that uh, it's pretty clear-cut what we have to deal with, what we have to do. In the 14th verse of 1 Corinthians 2, it says, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Hallelujah. There you have somebody called the natural man, and he does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. They are foolishness to him. So here you go, the the man out there, the regular person who has not known Jesus is basically just a natural man and uh, the things of the Spirit which are revelation, which are from God, even as Jesus spoke to Peter, he said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father from heaven. Praise God. Over there in Matthew 16, you will notice that Peter had stumbled on great revelation and said, I know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah. So that comes from the Father and from His Spirit. Everything else is just from the natural realm and can be treated as foolishness and, uh, you know, just totally absurd to the spirit realm. Hallelujah. But thank God the Bible declares in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 19, For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Verse 20 continues. Where is the disputer of this world? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. So there is a worldly wisdom which does not know God. (laughs) Praise God. But it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Hallelujah. So there is the worldly wisdom on one side, and uh, people have trained themselves so well, trained their senses, and developed in this wisdom. But notice that it stands against the wisdom of God. It has 
pleased God to choose according to his wisdom the foolishness of the believer. Hallelujah. The foolishness of the one who believes what the gospel says. Amen. He says the foolishness of preaching. Notice the gospel says Jesus came, died for us, hung on a cross. Then in his spirit he bore our sin, our curse, our sin nature, our failure and all of that. Every negative you can think of. And then went to hell and paid the price for that. And because he himself had committed no sin against God or broken any laws, he himself actually was righteous and therefore hell could not hold him after he paid the price for our sins and our failure and our curse. On the third day, when justice was fully meted out, he rose again from the dead, ascended and sat at the right hand of God. And today the Bible says, intercedes for us and uses our faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. Working with the word and so forth. Praise God. So God has chosen uh, to bless the person who declares that he believes the gospel. He believes that Jesus came. Jesus died on the cross. Jesus paid the price. Jesus suffered and bore our sin, bore our curse, paid the price, rose again on the third day. Hallelujah. Fully setting us free, delivering us from that old nature, and then gives us brand new nature, the very nature of of God, the very nature of the Christ himself. Hallelujah. Amen. So it may seem like foolishness when you and I begin to look at it through, say, the lens of the natural man and the world and its senses, which are basically training the understanding. It's just senses and sense ruled. That's why you can see how vital it was For Jesus, after three and a half years of ministry on the earth, when he appeared to them in that closed room with Thomas, you know, he said in verse 29 of John 20, Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and have yet believed. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise God. I like it, I like it, I like it. Praise God. Thomas said, you know, in the 28th verse, my Lord and my God. (laughs) 27, earlier on, you know, he says, Thomas, reach hither thy finger. Behold my hands. Reach hither thy hand. Thrust it into my side. Be not faithless, but believing. So you can see the faithlessness is the fallen nature, the foolishness. Uh, of the world right there, which they claim they're so intelligent and so clever, unless they see, unless they feel, unless they measure, unless they weigh, unless they have calculated natural things, they will not give it the credit. Ha, ha, ha. God has now turned things around and said, you know, I'm here and I created everything. Everything you see was created by me, but you will have to take a step and turn away from natural uh, education and natural thinking, and you have to believe what I'm telling you, that it is final authority. Notice here that they were not able to take that step, even though they lived with him for three years plus. And so Thomas said, unless I see, unless I touch, unless I feel, unless I make contact with my senses, I will not 
believe. But Jesus called that faithless. Hallelujah. And he advised that each one of us should begin to trust what he's saying more than what you can see and what you can feel in the natural world. Hallelujah. Interesting. Praise God. Maybe we can uh, translate um, John 20 and say 29 into Canada. Yesu Avanige, Tomane, Nilu Nananu Nodidarinda Nambidi, Nodade Nambidavaru Danyaru Andanu. Praise God. Maybe First Corinthians 1 and 19 also. Glory to God. Nanu Jnani Gada Jnanavanu Nasha Maduvenu, Viveki Gada Vivekavanu Illadantaga Maduvenu Indu Bareel Patide. Hallelujah. So it looks like both of these, in quote, knowledges are going to collide with each other and one has to decide which is superior and which is more important and where our focus is going to be. Notice that every kind of blessing, prosperity, healing and soundness is going to be dependent on the soul that is in communion and fellowship and in that restored condition to think the way God says to think. Hallelujah. Oh my God. Praise God. So our work is pretty much cut out for us there. And so after you get saved, you're coming back into the class of God himself and you're becoming a partner with him to enjoy all his life and benefits on the earth in this natural realm. But it's going to now take a change in the thinking which is almost 100% diagonally opposed to the way the world and the senses are going to speak and dictate. Hallelujah. Uh, it's very safe to almost say that if the world says that this is the way to do it, if the senses say this is the way to do it, we should just go in the opposite direction. Hallelujah. So Jesus said, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Because you've seen me, you have believed. So anytime he intervenes in the natural realm, it is for the benefit of the senses to actually say, yes, I believe. Amen? For the senses. Notice that. But the heart, the inward man, is already a believer. Thank God for that. Hallelujah. And he does not need the gratification of the senses to believe. Glory to God. He has already been categorized as a fool and the foolish by accepting Jesus which the senses could not see, the emotions could not actually touch, but just by faith in the gospel, thank God, we have become, you know, the foolish of the world. But God chose the foolishness. God chose that foolish and has made him to be his own son. Praise God. And so that foolishness now brings his benefits and blessing. Notice he said, but blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. That's why you're blessed. That's why we're blessed as believers, because without seeing, without touching, without feeling, you have accepted the reality as final, even though your senses may be speaking contrary, completely, to what the Word of God said. What a wonderful way. So the spirit realm was God's uh, realm all the time. He is a spirit, and from that invisible spirit realm... Everything else that you can see in the natural came forth. You could say the spirit 
A realm is the parent force. Hallelujah. And so our understanding of the operation of that place, that realm out there, that sphere, is going to dominate everything in the natural. Hallelujah. So that man on the inside, glory to God. Isn't that wonderful? Ha, ha, ha. I love it. So let's, let's come, continue, think about some more thoughts along that line. So get it settled today. When you say, I believe God, I believe what the Word said, I believe what God's Word and His Spirit have said here, you are instantly tapping into the realm of blessing. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So as we have been noticing, uh, discipleship, therefore, becomes plainly a matter of training our senses by the Word of God, educating our senses now to be dominated by God's Word. Hallelujah. So let's read the familiar scripture, Hebrews, the fifth chapter, and uh, observe there as we study. Notice verse 11. For of whom we have many things to say and are hard to be uttered, seeing you are dull of hearing. See, there were things that had to be said but could not be said because of a dullness of hearing those things. In other words, uh, of accepting spirit realities or spiritual realities as final over the senses and what the mind and emotions are saying. Hallelujah. So that's where the work is. That is where the hardness and the dullness and the inability is to be weaned from the feelings and the senses and now be plugged into the authority of the Word of God and have the Word dominate the senses and educate the senses is where all the work is. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's, it's interesting. So verse 12 continues, For when for the time you ought to be teachers, these Hebrew believers were supposed to be familiar with these things and have uh, the power to instruct others in them. They ought to be teachers. You have need that one teach you again. Praise God. Thank God that you can be taught again. But um, they were supposed to be better than that. Uh, one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God and have become need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a Babe, strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So they got to a place where the word has now dominated them and trained them and their senses are now trained by the word of God to a place where it has become automatic by constant training, constant training, the senses can now tell, just like that, what is the realm of the spirit, what is the word realm, what is the flesh realm, what is the enemy's realm, and to follow according to God's word. Amen. So it's going to take some work, as you can see. That's what discipleship is. That's what uh, we are called to do. That's what the church is supposed to be doing to mature us to the place where we are weaned off the senses, we are weaned off the emotions, and we are now controlling uh, the senses by the Word of God. And it has gotten to a place where it is so automatic, it does self-correction. Hallelujah. Very interesting. 
So maybe we can just read, um, say, verse 12 and then verse 14 also in Kannada. Nivu Ishtarolage, Bodakaragira, Beka Gidru, Ubanu Nimage, Devo, Tigala, Mula, Patagalanu, Tirigi, Kalisiko, Beka Gide, Nivu Halu Kudiata Kavare, Horatu Gatiada, Aharavanu, Tinata Kavarella. Adare Gatiada, Aharavu, Prias Tarigoskara, Andare, Tamaj Nanendri, Egalanu, Sadane, Inda, Shikshikundu, Ledanu, Ketadanu, Tiridavarigoskara Vagide. So our thinking should be we are educating our senses rather than our senses educating us. Praise God. Although, you know, you need to use your senses. For instance, if you're crossing the road, if you're driving and cooking and ironing, practical things. Amen. But they are never supposed to rule us and dominate us. We are supposed to be ruled from the spirit man. Hallelujah. He's supposed to be on top. He has the nature of God. He has now God's own wisdom, God's own life, God's own power, God's own nature, and he's supposed to dominate our senses and eventually our bodies and everything about us. And then the blessing becomes evident on the outside, and that is what it's all about. These things have to start manifesting on the outside in such a way that it becomes so powerful that it cannot be ignored. Hallelujah. So let's go back again to First Peter and notice how Peter says this. And here he refers to women. Do you remember that? Yeah, First Peter 3. And uh, I believe he refers to women because uh, it, it's kind of clear that women seem to have some fresh openness to the spirit realm over men who are more logical, who are more uh, emotional, or led by the senses, let's call it that way. They need to practically see and all, all that. But here, the church may have more women than men because they are aware of the fact that there is a spirit world out there. And so, in this case, I believe the husband is plainly written here. He is not obedient to the word. He's a kind of, a, let's call him a motorhead. He's a you know, stuck there in his brain, in his natural emotions. And so um, his wife now has to preach, in quote, to win him. And look at how it is worded. He says in verse 1, Likewise, you wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word. Notice that. Without the word, be one by the conversation or lifestyle of the wives. Isn't that interesting? So the closer you get to a person, uh, the less you preach to them with words. Are you seeing that? You rely on another form of preaching where the word has now dominated your senses, dominated your flesh to the place where you become a written epistle. You become the 29th chapter of the book of Acts. Amen. So that without you having to say anything, uh, because this person is very close to you, very intimate with you, the relationship of husband and wife is the most intimate. So the person is very familiar with you, very close to you, and can tell whether it is just words that you are mouthing off, praise God, or it is a lifestyle. And it is the lifestyle which actually wins the closer relationship and the closer person 
to the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't that interesting? It continues, while they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear, and there comes that adorning, outward adorning, and then the hidden man of the heart, incorruptible ornament of a quiet spirit, which in the sight of God is of great price. Hallelujah. So, notice these kind of thoughts here. Very, very interesting thoughts. Maybe we can hear that in Canada. First Peter 3, verse 1 and 2. Glory to God. Now, this is the power of a life that has been convinced that the spirit realm and the things of the word are more real than the natural feelings, the emotions, and attitudes of the flesh. And so the, the, the word is ruling their life. It has become a lifestyle. It has become a, a conversation in King James. You know? And so they are now uh, in the fear of God, the reverence of God. They are being uh, controlled by reverence and respect and honor of God very, very deeply in their closest relationships it is manifested. It is being seen. Hallelujah. They have a, an unearthly quality about them. Praise God. That even the closest relation to them can see. This is not a put on. This is not a fake. This is real. Their lives are changed. And that is supposed to have such power. It can change that person and win them to the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, it comes to another factor also here, or another quality. Paul says here in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1, he says, Do we begin again to commend ourselves, or need we, as some others, epistles of commendation to you, or letters of commendation from you? He's saying here, do you think that I need a, an official letter to recommend me as such a great man, or to recommend me... Uh, as somebody worthy, he said, originally, according to the word of God and the spirit, I have another kind of recommendation, another kind of letter, another kind of testimony, another kind of uh, worthiness, and that is the life of the people he has been ministering to. Verse 2 says, you are our epistle, you are our letter, written in our hearts, Notice that, known and read of all men. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So he said the person who was under his ministry in the Corinthian church, oh, hallelujah, was now getting a letter written from Paul's heart with all of its great values and realities transferred into their own hearts, into their own lives, and they are becoming the letter of recommendation and the letter of honor that Paul has. Are you seeing that? Wow. Known and read of all men. So you can say that you and I are now an open letter that people can read. Amen. Hallelujah. You may not have people reading the Bible or listening to a Christian program, but believe me, my brother and sister, according to these verses, your life is being read 
people are observing you and they're getting the message. Hallelujah. So let's be careful that we are bringing forth the right message. We are proving the gospel. Hallelujah. Verse 3 continues, For as much as you are manifestly declared, notice, to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in the fleshly tables of the heart. Oh, praise God. So this is the letter written by God, written by His Spirit. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Your life is an open letter. You are maybe uh, Acts 29. Praise God. And you are that book. Your whole life is a book now. And uh, you can see that it's a deep, very, very deep book. And it is from inside, deep within you. And it is producing effects. People are being touched. People are being affected. Uh, In the beginning, you may not be aware. But even your closest relations are being affected by what Jesus has done in your life. The rate at which things are happening in your life is affecting others. Praise God. And so in a condition where you cannot preach directly to people, where you cannot open your mouth and say things, most likely in relationships like that, where you're very close, you're so close, uh, it is advised that they should read the letter of your life without you even opening your mouth much. Hallelujah. Praise God. God trusts that this letter is being manifestly declared, openly read by all. Hallelujah. That's really powerful. Let's see if we can read um, 2 Corinthians 3 and notice verse 2 and 3 in Canada also. So it becomes important now for us to uh, respond to the revelation of the Word of God in our lives and yield to the teaching of the Word and be dominated and ruled by the Word of God rather than anything else. Notice here how God and Adam must have enjoyed the original plan of God where God said, you know what, you take care and rule the earth while I rule heaven. Just, just do it like I'm doing it. Let's do this thing together. Hallelujah. That was the original plan. You go dominate the earth. You go take over the earth. And uh, to make it a little bit interesting, there's going to be <laughs> a choice. Amen. <laughs> there's going to be a temptation. There's going to be a tempter. But you have to prove that you love me and you enjoy me more and you're going to choose from my word, from my spirit, rather than your senses, rather than anything else. Praise God. See, God is like that. His nature is like that. But the original plan was that we should just be ruling and dominating just like he is ruling and dominating. Praise God. So now Jesus has turned it around and has brought the spirit realm back into preeminence and we have to respond and say, all right, in Jesus' name, I'm going to act on the word of God and the blessings are going to manifest 
in the natural realm and whoever is watching is going to be touched and even one to the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. So um, there we are and that's all we're here for. Glory to God. So either they accept the Lord from the direct preaching of the word or they are won by the lifestyle of the believer. Ultimately, the Father in heaven wants his family back with him. He wants that group hug. He wants to enjoy his family. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. So, hallelujah. And so we notice that there's a verse talking about Jesus being the last Adam. Praise God. The last Adam came and turned everything around. Adam failed, Adam flopped, but thank God Jesus came and restored us back into the place where the spirit man can now ascend and take ascendancy over the natural and the sense realm. Hallelujah. So in 1 Corinthians 14, uh, he says in verse, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 45, And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul, and the last Adam was made a quickening soul. Spirit, hallelujah. Notice that he has quickened us, brought us back into the spirit realm, uh, having the same nature as God as himself. Thank you, Jesus. That's wonderful. Maybe we can hear verse 45 also in Canada. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. Glory to God. This Amazing. So here we are now being drawn to a place where we work with and cooperate with God rather than God just doing everything for us. Notice Adam was supposed to cooperate with God and dominate and rule over the earth. Hallelujah. It was not just miracles happening every day. That was not the plan. The plan was he is now supposed to dominate and take care and make the earth produce Uh, by God's own instruction and blessing. Hallelujah. Praise God. So maturity and growing up in God means that you work with Him. Praise God. So observe there, as we saw sometime earlier, in Joshua, the fifth chapter, where it says in verse 12 that the manna had stopped. He says, and the manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten of the, co- the old corn of the land. Neither had the children of Israel manna any more, but they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. Amen. So you would uh, think, wow, okay, so I'm not supposed to be fed by miracles every day that some kind of, you know, burger just floats into my room and appears on my table and a large, tall drink of orange juice, next followed by a cup of tea or coffee, (laughs) just floating into my room every day. Hallelujah. That was kind of like the manna operation, you know, where there was heavenly deliveries of food coming, you know, by special service. (laughs) And people were, you know, taking the heavenly swiggy and zomato. Praise God. But here, notice that... uh, At a certain stage, everything changes, and they now had to use uh, the farming principle, which came earlier in Genesis 8.22, saying, As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest, and all the weather cycles would prevail. 
Notice that. Praise God. So this is, you know, the end of one realm of their life where God carried them like children. Praise God. Let's read Deuteronomy 1. Notice there. Deuteronomy 1 is also very nice to just read. Very, very informative and gives you a nice perspective on how things are. Deuteronomy 1.31 says, And in the wilderness where you have seen how the Lord thy God bear thee as a man doth bear his son in all the way that you went until you came to this place. You see, so that was a, a season where God carried them like, you know, on his uh, side and held them like a baby and walked with them and provided for them like that. Amen. They did nothing. Their clothes just stayed permanently new. Uh, their shoes did not wax old. The same shoe they had from babyhood they wore when they were 40. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> their clothes were still the same clothes. The same Pierre Cardin was the same Pierre Cardin after 40 years. They didn't change in size. You know, they just grew with them. Isn't that interesting? Hallelujah. Very, very interesting. And so uh, that was not God's best. That was not the ultimate. The ultimate was God's plan with Adam in the beginning. Let's rule this thing together. You do it from here. I do it from heaven. Let's work together. You follow what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Of course, there's temptation. There's going to be a tempter. There's going to be voices. But you will have to love me. You will have to choose what I'm saying. That is your choice. Hallelujah. So notice that this was the uh, childhood kind of stage. And um, after some time, you're expected to grow up. You're supposed to mature. And you get to a place where you now work with him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's hear maybe verse 31 of Deuteronomy 1 also in Kannada. Praise the Lord. Interesting. So we go from there to 2 Corinthians 6 and just uh, bolster the point a little bit. Notice verse 1. It says, We then as workers together with him beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. So we are called, those who are working in the gospel, those who are ministering the word are saying that they are workers together with him and that if you do not uh, work in that manner, the grace of God can be wasted. Praise God. Hallelujah. So here we are using the grace of God at another level and that is to work with him. There is grace to work with him. Hallelujah. You have been empowered and given wisdom and ability in that new creation to work with Him. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? So you are in a place of being at the same class, partakers of the divine nature, working as though God was working, working with Him. Hallelujah. Becoming more and more responsible to the place where you and Him are working. Isn't that interesting? So when your child grows up and begins to do things like you are doing, you know they're growing up, taking care of their own challenges, their own situations, and uh, putting certain laws into operation and seeing the result. You know, this guy can take care of himself. This guy is now able to dominate uh, circumstances and situations. 
That's what we're talking about. In the midst of all the temptations, all the feelings, all the emotions, all the options, we are now called to choose. Praise God and to choose properly. And that's what we are uh, bothered about. Hallelujah. Praise God. Maybe we can hear 2 Corinthians 6 verse 1 also and then proceed from there. Glory to God. So you can see here that this working together, this working as a partner, you know, a joint heir with Christ is where we are now operating from, where the church operates from, sitting with him, enjoying that authority, enjoying the word of God, using the word of God, using the things of the spirit to dominate the natural realm in spite of the temptations, the tests, the trials, and the tempter, the enemy of our souls. Praise God. Thank God we can do so. We can do all of these things properly. Let's also go again to Deuteronomy 1. And pick up some more story there. Notice how Deuteronomy tells us very plainly that originally in the whole desert exercise, the journey was supposed to be just 11 days. <laughs> Praise God. So Deuteronomy 1, let's go there. And, uh, you know, when you see that, you know, first of all, it can shock you. Notice Deuteronomy 1. Verse 2, he says, There are 11 days' journey from Horeb by the way of Mount Seir unto Kadesh, Kadesh Barnea. Kadesh Barnea. So it's just 11, 11 days. And so an 11-day journey ended up being 40 years because of their stubbornness, because of their not wanting to yield to the word, to the things that God was saying. They wanted to be babied. They wanted to continue like that. Hallelujah. And so, um, guess what? Uh, in, the, in the initial start, you would notice God said, I don't want you to see war, so I'm going to take you through all kinds of little alleys so the enemy won't see you. You can escape the war and you can reach your destination in 11 days. Interesting. That would have been wonderful. But then, you know, flesh had to be weaned. Uh, the senses had to be dominated and so they went on a journey of actually dealing with the flesh and all that rebellion against God's word and it took about 40 years. Wow, hallelujah. So you can see definitely the desert and the wilderness out there was not the plan. Manna was not God's best. Praise God. God's best was you taking what God has given you in his word, in the seed form, and then using it to dominate other things. Hallelujah. Praise God. But um, thank God, now he has put them down from the shoulder and carrying, and he said, now, now let's walk. Let's walk. Walk with me. Let's walk together. Praise God. Ha, ha, ha. So for that sake, one has to be clear. Uh, the Bible declares in 1 John 4, and over there in the 16th verse, we have known and believed the love that God has to us. So one will have to be convinced that God loves them. Amen? And that's what helps you to handle all the tests and temptations. We have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. Praise God. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. So we must first be convinced that God loves us. 
We must know he loves and then be convinced of that great love that whatever he has planned for us is good because he loves us. He loves us better than any natural person can. Amen. So if he says the spirit realm, the things of the word are more important than any feeling, than any emotion, that you can use this and live successfully and you will enjoy blessings, then we must appreciate that from a loving Heavenly Father and choose that over other things. And if you flop and fail, thank God you have 1 John 1, 9. You can rush up there and say, Lord, I messed up. I went with the senses. I went with the feelings. I went with the emotions. And I went off the path. And I did not stay in the spirit. Forgive me. And he will forgive and forget and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. And so forgive yourself and let it go. And let's go forward in God. Hallelujah. These kind of thoughts are now uh, going to convince us that God loves us. He first loved us, you know, and so we love Him. We are convinced the very love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit given to us, and our faith is because of God's love. We are sure that God's, God's love is there, and it's out of the love of God that these things are coming forth. Hallelujah. So we are working with Him, workers together with Him. You're God's own farm and land and uh, husbandry, the Bible says in King James. So God is working out to produce a good harvest so that that harvest is evident, that the world may see it. People that are close to you will see it and receive this great King and enjoy the benefits of this loving Heavenly Father. Praise God. And so with such thoughts, we proceed and let's go on. You remember that prayer we examined in Ephesians, the third chapter. Let's go there again. Glory to God. Notice how it, it uh, is worded. Ephesians chapter 3. And uh, we normally read there, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That's the entry. Uh, let's do Deuteronomy 1, uh, maybe verse 31, and then verse 2 also in Canada before we go ahead. And verse 31. Oh, glory to God. Wonderful. So from that place, they are now called to sow and reap and enjoy whatever harvest they like. You know, wear different kinds of clothes, etc., etc. You know, make room for variety, individuality, expression, life to the full till it overflows. Hallelujah. Not just, you know, one particular uniform for the rest of your life, all of that kind of stuff. One type of food, that's all you eat. No. Praise God. That was not God's best. God is the God of fullness, variety, uh, individual manifestations, all of the beauty of that life. Praise God. And with choices and so forth. Wonderful. So let's not ever forget that God's love is like that. That is God's love. And he wants us to mature and respond to that love and work with that. Hallelujah. Amen. So um, 
Let's move on from there. We were talking about the prayer in Ephesians, the third chapter, 14th verse, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, in the spirit, emotions, will, intellect, deep thoughts, imaginations, Notice verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints the breadth, length, depth, height, to know the love of Christ with passive knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask for or think according to the power that works in us. Now unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. In Jesus' name, amen. The power that raised Jesus from the dead is now resident on the inside of the believer. Hallelujah. Notice, why would God put his power, the power of the resurrection on the inside of the believer? Because now the believer can operate with that power, can now be quickened, and live with that kind of life power flowing through him. Praise God. Amen. That is God's best. That is restoration back to the place of honor and glory in God's eyes. But notice there how he says uh, in verse 17 that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. That's where this uh, Wist translation has a better wording. And, um, you know, it's, it's nice to see that. And uh, basically, the, the wording is that Christ may actually enjoy living in you. Haha. <laughs> Let's go there and observe. I'll read the actual verses there. And it's, uh, you know, very interesting. So, I'll pick it up. It says, completely. Let's start from there. With power to be strengthened through the Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may finally settle down and feel completely at home in your hearts through faith, in love. Wow. That he will feel completely at home, settled through your faith. Notice that. The way you believe God, the way you accept what God says, is going to allow Christ who is in us, the anointed one and his anointing, to actually settle down and enjoy comfortable living in there. Faith always pleases him. Praise God. Amen. So we, as we are convinced of the love of God, rooted and grounded in that love, more and more it affects our senses, our emotions, and we automatically switch to faith realms and choose God's word over everything else and Jesus has a better uh, life inside us. The Holy Ghost enjoys living on the inside of us. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. That's why it says grieve not the spirit. So he can be grieved. He can have a rough ride on the inside there when it's supposed to be comfortable, where we're supposed to furnish him best accommodation. Glory to God. Amen. So Uh, Whatever tools are available to get revelation and understanding must be taken hold of so that you can now have Jesus enjoy living with you. The anointed one and his anointing enjoy 
living with and in you. Praise God. That is our target. Let's hear verse 17 in Canada from uh, the King James. Kristanu nimma hrudayagalalli nambikeya moolaka vasisuvanteyu nivu preetheli beruri nelegundu nintu. Glory. So Christ may finally settle down, feel completely at home through your faith. Oh, that's cool. That's so nice, isn't it? Now, that's very similar to Colossians, the third chapter, which talks similarly. Let's go there and observe verse 15. It says, of whom, I'm sorry, Colossians, forgive me for a minute there, a little bit typey deals. He says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, which you also called in one body. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, verse 16 says, in all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. Whatever you do in word or do, deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. So here is giving him such a, a great welcome and uh, saying, stay with us and you are singing constantly, consistently, you know, tunes of joy and psalms and hymns and spiritual songs ascending and everything you do is in the name of Jesus and giving thanks to God and, you know, the, he's enjoying that stay there. Praise God. Hallelujah. You're giving him a lavish stay in that place, in that accommodation. Oh, glory to God. Can you see that? Convinced that he loves us. Convinced that he paid the price. Convinced that whatever he's saying is for our benefit from a loving Heavenly Father's heart. Oh, all these kind of thoughts. And then you, uh, you have a song and a tune of joy and a melody rising up from within you. Praise God. Hallelujah. From the man on the inside, it's now affecting the thoughts, uh, the realm of the emotions, and songs are coming out. Hallelujah. Gratitude is coming out instead of murmuring and complaining, which was the main song of the people in the wilderness. They murmured in their tents, and God heard them. Instead of accepting what God said, you know, they would just go and murmur away. And God heard all of those things and said, what you are saying, what you are murmuring, I'm hearing it. And the problem is that you will get what you said. That's what's going to come to you. That's what's going to happen to you. Amen? So here we go from natural realms into the realm of faith, into the realms of God. And we're called to rule and reign with Him in this life as kings. And our faith, our, our standing on the Word of God and acting like it's true or being a doer, now changes things, and he enjoys the life with us. Amen? Hallelujah. <clears throat> Everything, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Praise God. So, you know, sometimes you may have to settle some things. For instance, we have Philippians 1.6, which says, you know, interesting stuff, that he who began the good work in you, he is faithful, he will accomplish it, right? Well, if he's going to do it, then why should I do anything? Amen? Being confident, verse 6 says, of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. See that? So if you just looked at that alone, it looked as though uh, God was going to do the same zomato and swiggy and everything, just deliver it to your table again and again. 
Well, thank God for Zomato and Swiggy, but here he's saying that we are called to work with him. Amen? So it's written to people who are going to do it. Are you getting that? Praise God. He began the good work. He will perform in. He'll perform in you. Notice that. The work was begun in you from the spirit realm, and he's going to help us to work it from inside out. Amen. Ha, ha, ha. Notice here another verse, verse 7. Even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as in my bonds and the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers of my grace. Oh, really? Partakers of the grace? How? Verse 5 says, For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Then comes verse 6, Being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you. So, thank God for verse 6, can be taken by anybody, but it was specifically being spoken about a church that was in fellowship with him, in the gospel, working with him there, joining with him, And because of that, they were in his heart. They were in his deep thoughts, in his prayers, because they stood with him when he defended the gospel, when he went out, and therefore they were partakers in his grace. Hallelujah. Interesting, right? Hallelujah. There are all these kind of interesting things where you just expect something to happen automatically, but... Maturity means you work with him. Hallelujah. Notice in, even in the next chapter, chapter 2, a very interesting verse there. We use these kind of verses uh, going down all the way. Observe there, verse 13. For it is God which works in you both to will and do of his good pleasure. Amen. That's a wonderful Awesome verse again, God working in you, both to will and do of his good pleasure. So, do I have to do anything? Look at verse 12. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, do uh, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which works in you, both to will and do your good pleasure, his good pleasure. Notice that, do all things without murmurings and disputing. So, God is working inside, but we have to pick that up and cooperate with Him and not yield to our senses and yield to the working on the inside, which is now producing results on the outside. Hallelujah. Praise God. Ha, ha, ha. So, maybe we can read Philippians 1, 6, and then notice how it's connected to 5 and 7. Maybe we can hear 6 in Canada first and then, you know, verse 7. Glory to God. Olle kelasavannu nimmalli prarambisidatanu adannu Yesu Kristana dinada varige siddige taruvanendu nanage bharavasa untu. Thank you, Jesus. Nimmellara vishayadalli hige yochisuvadu nanage nyayavagide. Yakandare nanu bedigiddiruvagalu suvarteya vishayadalli uttara heli sthapisuvagalu nivellaru nanu hondida krupeyalli palugararagiddirendu nimmannu nanna hrudayadallittukondiddene. Hallelujah. And if you can also read maybe uh, chapter 2 and uh, the combination of the 13th and the 12th verse together, it will be nice. 
ಹೀಗಿರುವಲ್ಲಿ ನನ್ನ ಪ್ರಿಯರೇ ನೀವು ಯಾವಾಗಲೂ ವಿಧೇಯರಾದಂತೆ ಈಗಲೂ ವಿಧೇಯರಾಗಿ ನಾನು ನಿಮ್ಮಲ್ಲಿರುವಾಗ ಮಾತ್ರವಲ್ಲದೆ ನಾನಿಲ್ಲದಿರುವಾಗಲೂ ಬಹು ಹೆಚ್ಚಾಗಿ ಭಯದಿಂದ ನಡುಗುತ್ತಾ ನಿಮ್ಮ ಸ್ವಂತ ರಕ್ಷಣೆಯನ್ನು ಸಾಧಿಸಿಕೊಳ್ಳಿರಿ ತನ್ನ ಸುಚಿತ್ತದ ಪ್ರಕಾರ ನಿಮ್ಮಲ್ಲಿ ಉದ್ದೇಶವನ್ನು ಕಾರ್ಯವನ್ನು ಸಾಧಿಸುವಾತನು ದೇವರೇ you know he said they cleaned the outside of the cup but inside was full of extortion and excess then he told them in verse 26 of uh, Matthew 23 he said cleanse first that which is within the cup notice and the platter and the outside will then may also be clean praise god so he said if you clean inside outside will be clean So guess what? God worked on the inside first of all with a good work, brand new man, spirit being just like he is. Thank you Jesus. Your spirit is born again, the very nature, class, life, nature of God, wisdom of God, power of God all there on the inside there in the spirit man and then it has to work from there through the soul, through the emotions, through the choices and then it shows up on the outside. Hallelujah. that's how it works with jesus he said if you if inside is clean outside is going to be clean don't worry about it it's going to happen hallelujah so we always see a working with a working together with hallelujah amen and that is proof of growing up let's go again to philippians and observe there uh, some more verses you remember there's a similar verse in the third chapter and uh, you know it looks like the book of philippians is full of these kind of thoughts ha 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 glory to god he says in verse 14 um i'm sorry verse 13 uh, i count myself not to have apprehended but this one thing forgetting those things which are behind reaching forth to those things which are before see he's doing some things he has to do some things forget the things that are past see cooperation forget the the past and then reaching forward there's work it has to be done i press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling notice it's not just god working it's us saying yes i'm going to forget the past i'm going to press forward there is a high place in god he has to do all these things he said i learned that and he said in 15 if you are mature you must also be of this mind amen that let us therefore as many as be perfect be thus minded and if anything you be otherwise minded notice god shall reveal even this unto you glory to god there are all these verses that say uh, god is working on the inside of you god is doing all these wonderful things but you have to work with him hallelujah hmm. then the fourth chapter comes in there and you will notice the amazing scriptures be careful for nothing uh and then in verse 8 after saying god began a good work in you he will bring it to fruition in verse 8 he says finally brethren whatsoever things are true whatsoever things are honest or honorable whatsoever things are fair or just whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things are of a good report if there's any virtue if there's any praise think on these things that's our part we have to now think and go through thoughts and examine every thought and see is this a praiseworthy thought is this a lovely thought is this 
you know, the right kind of thinking. There are eight uh, values mentioned there, and basically it's God's Word. It's the only thing that fulfills all of that. It's lovely. It's a good report. It's praiseworthy. It's virtuous. It's excellent. It's lovable and lovely. It's honorable. It's true. Hallelujah. Amen. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace will be with you. You will feel the reality of God's presence and peace. Hallelujah. Amazing, isn't that? It it just develops like that. And by the 15th verse, it goes to this. He says, Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when... Uh, I departed from Macedonia. No church communicated with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. It's to those people that he's talking in verse 16. For even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again unto my necessity. Not because I desire a gift, but because, or rather, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. He's saying, The real thinking is you want to be a blessing to others. You want to make sure they receive. You want to see them increase. You want to see them enjoy the benefits of this gospel. That must be the heart. Amen. And then notice, I have all and abound. I have received whatever you sent. Notice that. It's a sweet smell, a sacrifice. He says, my God shall supply, in verse 19, all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Notice that, you know, it's, it's in a flow. It's in a context there that these particular people were into fellowship with him when nobody else would partner with him. They were in partnership with him. They supported his work again. And often, and notice, he was very blessed with that. He enjoyed that partnership. And then he said, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Can you see there's a working with? There's a partnering with, you know, with what God is saying, the way God is saying it. Hallelujah. Maybe we can pick a few verses and read also uh, out of this. Maybe we can go to um, Philippians 1. I believe we've read, have we read verse 6 yet? Yeah. And then chapter 2, we've read maybe 13 and 12. Now we can go to chapter 4, and let's read there verse 13, and then verse 8. Nannannu balapadisuva kristana mulaka nanu ellavugalannu madaballenu. Kadedagi Sahodarare, Satyavada Vugalu Yavavo, Pramanika Vada Vugalu Yavavo, Nyayavada Vugalu Yavavo, Shuddavada Vugalu Yavavo, Pritikaravada Vugalu Yavavo, Manyavada Vugalu Yavavo, Avugalanu Matu Sadunavanu, Stuttiavada Danuyo. Glory to God. Amen. Wonderful. It's, it's really awesome to see by now that, yes, God has the ability to carry people like babies and uh, just drop things right there in front of them, mana and all of those kind of things. But maturity means you working with him, you taking his word, things of the spirit, dominating the senses and dominating the natural world and producing a harvest and seeing benefits and being able to rule and reign with him in this world right now and thereby establishing the fact that God's word works 
His spirit is real. He is real. He is in me. His power is in me. He's working mightily in me. And therefore today, if you accept him as your Lord, you will see all these benefits. Praise God. But to remain in a place of God has to just do it for me. Unless I see this happen, I will not believe. All those things are really just yielding to the flesh and to the senses. Hallelujah. We need to begin to pick that up and grow up and live at the place of where we are maturing. We are being perfected. Of course, we are not perfect, but we are being perfected. And until the day we see him face to face, we press towards that place. Hallelujah. And I believe that you will see uh, greater realms in God and you can sense the enjoyment of his spirit on the inside of you. The spirit of God is not grieved. He's happy. He's pleased. He's excited. He's living inside you in a joyful condition and that affects you even more. It just keeps producing again and again and again. Hallelujah. And it becomes uh, 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 effective and starts to affect others. And, uh, you know, it's infectious and begins to catch others also. Praise God. And that lifestyle is just out there and people are seeing it. Praise God. And it's too real. It's not fake. It's so real that they are challenged to believe. Hallelujah. Can you see that? God is a faithful God. Shall we worship him? Shall we thank him as we ponder these things today? I believe God is available the same way. He has not changed. He's our loving heavenly father. And he's just waiting for you and I to say, Okay, daddy, I believe you love me. I believe that you gave everything. You gave your son. You will give everything else freely. And I'm going to act on your word. I'm going to join with you. I'm going to flow with you, and I'm going to see results. Hallelujah. And so your life begins to express dominion on the earth. Oh, we are grateful for 2021 that we have crossed in through this month, Abba Father. This month is almost over. Oh, glory to God. My God shall supply all. All your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I thank you for those who have joined with us, have given towards us, prayed with us, stood with us. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you. Benefits are coming their way. Increases coming their way. Oh, our God shall supply emotional, physical, material, financial needs according to his riches. His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. They will taste it. They will see it. They will live it. It will abound toward them. And their life will affect others. The quality of that victory. The quality of the dominion. The quality of that place in Christ. Oh, where nothing stops them. Unhindered. They're just going forward. Oh, I give you praise. I give you thanks. That it becomes a testimony. An open letter. Known and read by all. Hallelujah. It becomes a recommendation. It becomes a proof. Haha. It becomes an honor. Oh, to those who have labored in that in that sense, in that manner. Oh, preseto crebelite, nafrava vavanda, nembosco rote pereste. And I rebuke every lying pain and symptom in the joints in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father. You're a good God. You're a loving Heavenly Father. And the earth has to produce. The earth has to yield. Angels, work with us in Jesus' name through 2021. Oh, into the day we see you face to face. Victory is guaranteed in every place, always. In every place, 
always, in every time frame, as long as the name of Jesus rules over every name in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, in the ages to come, that grace will be enjoyed. That tender love of our God will be enjoyed physically, emotionally, ah, materially. It will be seen. It will be proven again and again. We thank you. We thank you for the privilege of serving you, of working and living for your name in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We're forever grateful. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Wonderful Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, thank you. It was not in vain. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, thank you. You did not suffer in vain. You did not pay the price in vain. We're so grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Your people will never be put to shame in anything, in any situation, in any circumstance. They will not be put to shame. I give you praise. I give you thanks. You are faithful. You who said it is faithful. We are blessed because we believe in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you praise. We give you thanks. I believe God is working things out for you. You got exactly what God's Spirit had for you today. I believe it. And if you'd like to give this a great opportunity, let's do so in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm so glad. Tell us your reports, your testimonies. Meditate on these good reports and watch God Work in your life. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Thank you, team. You're blessed. Glory. Glory to God.